What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to a very special episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Pokemon fanatic Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friend, Mr. Steven Radford. Hello. Hello, baby. We got a big old Pokemon presentation just a week after the, po- uh, the first proper direct in 18 months. Yeah. We got our Pokemon 25th anniversary presentation, uh, and after about five minutes of just nostalgia uh we got into some some pretty meaty announcements that i'm excited to talk to about uh with you here steve man that intro was insane it just went on and on and on forever and every single thing they were saying just hashtag. came up as like a hashtag on the bottom i was like hashtag link cable i was like seriously that needs to be a hashtag but there was something in that intro i never even knew about the fact that you could connect it up to a mobile phone and then trade yeah the, like Pokemon via the mobile phone. It must have been a Japan-only thing. I had no idea. It was so crazy to me to see that. It was like, that is so 90s. Like, so 90s, early 2000s. It's unbelievable. Having your Game Boy plugged into, like, what looks like a house phone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Super strange. Yeah, that was crazy. So, uh, obviously, once we got past that, there was, like, a few other smaller announcements. But the, the real meaty stuff that we're here to talk about today are, of course, uh, the confirmation of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which are the uh, long-rumored and finally here uh, remakes of Gen 4 that are actually being developed by a studio other than Game Freak, which we'll talk about quite a bit. Um, But then we also got a look at the next proper game from Game Freak, uh, which is a huge, huge diversion for the franchise in a number of ways. Uh, and that is, of course, Pokemon, um, what is it? Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. So two huge pieces of news, a lot to unpack here. Steve, where do you want to start? I, th- I think we should probably start on the, the Diamond and Pearl stuff. Well, actually, I want to I take it back a little bit before the presentation okay. and talk about how the fact that this all leaked again. It did. Prior to, and and even more than we saw really in the presentation itself, like some internal documents were posted online at like a presentation talking about how the game works and stuff. Um, and if you haven't seen them, like on the documents, you can see things that are straight out of like Breath of the Wild, and everyone was just like, "Oh, this is too good to be true. There's no way this is going to happen." And then, so we started with Pokemon Snap. We got, like, a little update from that. And the main thing that I was excited about from that is the fact that there's, like, an internal Instagram where you can post pictures, which is cool. <laughs> I, um, that was a cool look. I, I I didn't even, like, honestly, I kind of forgot that that happened here because of how much how many other bigger pieces of How much news else there, were. there was, yeah. Yeah, because that, that was, like, our first real look at the game. Like, we had gotten that, that um, trailer a few weeks back where we got the release date and, you know, we had seen gameplay footage, but it was kind of, like, out of context. It was a lot of, like quick cuts this was the first time they really like slowed down and were like here's how this item works and you can do this in this area and you know these are some of the new features that have been been brought to the title and i was already excited for it i I loved pokemon snap as a kid and the idea of a sequel was always going to appeal to me but like seeing the different biomes like getting to look at the desert getting to look at the underwater stuff i was like this looks like it's a lot more in depth than maybe i even thought it was going to be um which has me oh yeah uh, and the fact that you can edit the pictures after and there's all those effects you can put like it's a yeah. full-on modern photo mode i did really appreciate that that's cute um and 
it's just a shame. Like I, I was thinking, like, what do you call the internal Instagram? And I was like, it's such a shame that Snapchat exists because that would be the perfect name for yeah. Pokemon Snap's like internal thing. It would just be called Snapchat, and you just send pictures of Pokemon to other people. Um, but I, I'm I'm excited for for Pokemon Snap. Obviously, that's launching in April, and then we went straight into uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And I don't know what you thought about it, but um. Erfield wrote and said, you know, what are our opinions with the art style for Diamond and Pearl? Because it seems to be a bit of a departure from previous remakes. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of... I think that's kind of been, like, the headline that I've seen people talking about the most is just kind of the reactions to this this art style and how it is a bit of a departure. Um, I... I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it. I don't, I don't love it. Um, my, my initial thought upon seeing it was not, oh yeah, like this looks great. Um, Mm -hmm. but the people that are like really, really down on it, um, like some of the folks in our discord were, were going off on it a little bit. Um, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't share that sentiment either. Like I don't look at it and think, um, it doesn't give me the same feeling that looking at like Link's Awakening did, right? Where it was like, "Oh my god, like yeah. this is beautiful." And, and I think that's the thing for me. It it seems a bit disappointing. Like there's so been so much hype around the fact that these Gen Four remakes were going to happen for months, if not years, and then it just feels like it landed a bit flat. And I, I think it's tough because I think people want different things out of it, though. Because like um, I was I was talking with. Uh, my buddy Mike from from my band and he was saying how that was like the thing that he liked the most about it was because it was a, it was a choice like it's a stylistic choice and it looks different I, it doesn't look like every other Pokemon choice. game yeah I'm fine with the stylistic choice I loved Link's Awakening and that was a massive stylistic choice we'd never seen anything like that yeah but it looked like a little bit more care and attention went into it like you see some of the things in the trailer and one of the things that made that I was most aware of was the grass. Like it looked just like it was one big clump together, like, but they just cloned the same thing over and over again. Everything seemed a bit flat, not many shadows. And to be honest, it looked a little mobile gamey or like a Pokemon clone more sure. than this is like a first party. We've remade the game faithfully. And I can understand why people wouldn't like the chibi style. Um, I personally don't don't care. I mean, I'm fine with like a cutesy game if it's a, if it's a good game. I just don't think the the level of polish people expect from a Nintendo game is necessarily there. But I also feel like people don't necessarily get that level of polish from any Pokemon game. Like I remember when Pokemon Sword and Shield came out, and people were just picking holes at like, oh look at the shadow, look at the trees. Like, yeah, it was like look at the trees, and I think people find faults with it and that's why i was really conscious when i posted a tweet about it like not to be that guy because i i i actually think the other game they they revealed which we'll get on to looks insane um but this one i just think landed a little bit flat for me but that could also be because i have zero nostalgia for this game i've never played it i know nothing about it so I'm interested in what you feel as a Pokemon fan, as someone who has been talking about Gen 4 remakes. I for love Gen months. 4. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Gen 4 is one of my favorite Pokemon generations. It's in the conversation for top three for me, um, which puts me at odds with most people. So that's fun. Um, so yeah, my thing is like, I I don't like the Shibby style, uh, but I don't I don't think it's... I don't even think it's as bad as you're like making it out to be. And I don't feel like you're being like dramatic or like trying to tear it down. You don't care about Pokemon enough to do that. Um, 
it's just like for me, I think the the thing that I took away from it was this feels like the laziest way to adapt this game, to adapt this style, you know, because because like I look at this and it looks a lot like the original Diamond and Pearl. Like that's you think about like that DS era of sprites and like they had you know almost like a shibby style to the overworld character where they're like yeah. diminutive. And, you know, then when you see them in their full pose, they look like a normal person, right? And I feel like this is trying to capture that style. It's trying to capture, like, the vibe and the kind of look and feel of that game more so than, like, what we've seen with, like, uh, the most recent remake, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, was very much like, okay, we're going to take this game and remake it in the X and Y engine. And they're, that's not what they're doing with this, right? Like, it is a departure from that way that we've seen these games uh, remade in the past. And it is something that is a little bit more faithful to the original look in its in its style. But my thing is that, like, the overworld is the only place where that style is applied. Like, in-game, in like, in the, in the battles, the characters basically look like the same models in Sword and Shield. They're tall, they look normal, the Pokemon look normal. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's like, I don't really think it's going to matter that much. Like, I'm going to get used to the style for my playthrough, and, you know, it'll either, I'll either feel the same way about it, or it'll grow on me a little, and I'll ignore it, or whatever, right? Like, it's not bad enough to bother me, but it's not nice enough to be a pin in its cap, is kind of where I come down on it. And, like, the core things about this game that I like are the gameplay, and the world, and the decks, and it seems like those things are going to remain the same. So, it's interesting, because on one side... I would have liked to see them do more with the art style. I would have liked to see them do more to remake this generation. But I also think that there's a good chance that this will be a much better game because it's going to basically just be the original game in 3D rather than like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which I think are two of the worst games in the franchise. Like, I think they suck. They took Gen 3 and ruined it. Um, okay. So it's tough. You know, like, I think I need to get my hands on it. I need to see a little bit more of it. And I think that's always a, lo a lot of this is like you've seen one trailer streamed through a presentation. It could be that the what we've seen isn't representative of the quality of the game and we don't know and yet. It's so coming out in I'm going to hold my judgment. Yeah, so they've got a lot of time to, to polish it up. I am curious, though, because Afi, one of our patrons, wrote in and said, what would you have gone for in terms of the remake? And I think he means like, what style would you yeah. have gone for? So. Uh, uh, for me, I, you know, uh, one thing I've been wanting for a while is just a, a 2D sprite-based Pokemon game again, and just embrace the fact that pixel art is here to stay, and do something with it. You know, it could even be like that 2.5 HD. I don't think you could do that for this though. I think it would just be no, it would be not. too much like the original. Then maybe you know, I'm with you. But I like that idea, but. I'd love that for like the originals that were just in black and white that was, and you could like then scale that up and do something that's as beautiful on the level of like Stardew Valley style, that level of pixel art that's gone into it. I'd love to see something like that, but you know, if it doesn't fit for this, then, then fair enough. I, I don't know enough about this game. I think just because, like, that, that's basically the original style is, like, real high-quality right, okay. pixel art. So it's, like, how much are you really changing then? Maybe that's what I want. Maybe I want the ability to switch between the two. You know, like they did for um, that Dragon, Dragon uh, Quest. Dragon uh, Quest Eleven, I want to say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, man. Like, for me, I, I think... I think seeing them take that game and put it in, like, the Sword and Shield style and everything is kind of what I was expecting. So, 
but I don't know that that's like necessarily like what I want, right? Like, because I want something that looks better than that, that has a better style and better feel and better art direction than that. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think I think it's basically this in principle, but maybe with a bit more polish on it. Yeah. Like something that looks more like a Link's Awakening than this does, you know, because I have. Yeah, I, I think that I think we've been spoiled by Link's Awakening, like the fact that you've got that uh, that radial blur that's surrounded them really makes it look like they're toys that have come to life and that like plasticky yeah. sheen on everything. Man, that game is gorgeous, and it would look so good in a Pokemon game. And and really, that's the, really cool the game. I think that's the thing is like the Shibby style on its face doesn't necessarily bother me because like let's go Poke, uh, Pikachu and Eevee had a more Shibby style and I liked that so I think something that... I loved Let's Go and to be fair that's what I was hoping for from this presentation I know no one wanted that as a Pokemon fan but I loved Let's Go they're the games that grabbed me the fact that you can ro- run around and catch Pokemon and see them in the overworld I'm open for a Let's Go Jodo for it. I just didn't want it to be Sinnoh. Okay, fair enough. I just, I think with Pokemon Legends having been announced, we don't necessarily need it now. Um, we'll talk yeah. about that in a second. Like, um, th- that dog I wrote in, and before we move on to Legends, uh, and well, actually, I do want to talk about Ilka, um, the company that made it. Yeah, but, I wanted to bring um, that up. That dog I um, said, which version of the game are you going to be getting? Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl? I'll be getting Diamond. Um... I saw some discourse about this on the the Discord where people were like, "Oh, like I always get I got blue first, so I always get the second one." So those someone was I forget who it was, but um, I I always go for the one that I feel like is more like blue, and that is arbitrary, right? So like to me, diamond the the lettering on the original box for diamond was blue, Dialga was blue, the uh, what is it? Shine it's shining diamond, right? Brilliant diamond. The brilliant, brilliant diamond, diamond shining pearl, yeah. background when they showed it was, was blue. So, like, I've always thought of that as the blue version. So, that's the one that I went with. And that's the one yeah, I'm going to Yeah, yeah gonna that's go 100% with. arbitrary. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. Did you have diamond the first time around? Yeah, I had both, but I got diamond first, yeah. Okay. So, do you think you get both this time eventually? No, probably not. I don't really do that anymore. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't it know. It kind of feels a little bit unnecessary now. You can do the online trading. Like, you can if there was a Pokemon from the other one you really wanted, you could just do a swapsie on with someone on Discord. Yeah, and like the way that I used to play Pokemon was different. Like when I was younger, I would have both versions because I would have one version that was my main version. I would beat it once, and then I would like keep all my competitive Pokemon there. And then the other version, I would like play and replay over and over and over again. And I just don't really mm-hmm. replay the games like that anymore. Um, and I think if I did, I would potentially transfer my Pokemon to Sword and Shield or to, you know, it depends on like what the, is this going to be the new competitive game or isn't it? If it is, you know, that might change things. There's a lot up in the air for me in terms of if that would even be something that would be worth doing, but probably not. Um, you did call out that there is, uh, this new developer who's going to be working on this. Uh, it is... Ilka? Ilka, ILCA, yeah. yeah. Um, it stands for I Love Computer Art. Did that's you know funny. That? <laughs> uh, I so I am that that I think is the biggest piece of of news for me about this. Like art art style aside, is that I think it's really really exciting to see Game Freak outsourcing the development of like a main yes. series Pokemon game. 
um, to give themselves more depth. I wonder depth if time. it was Game Freak that outsourced it, or if it was the Pokemon company or Nintendo saying, we want to push out a new game, yeah. and you guys are busy on Pokemon Legends. I mean, whatever, right? Like, whatever the answer is there, however they made that decision, this is b brilliant, I think. And I think it's a decision that's long overdue. The fact that, like... Game Freak is on this never-ending treadmill of having to put out a game and then put out the third version and then put out the remake and 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 it it just led to the the reality we have of Pokemon games now where they are consistently disappointing and underwhelming and mm -hmm. you know I I I want to see them get away from that and I think you know the Pokemon Legends Arceus is like the most exciting announcement about Pokemon in a long time and I think it's because of this because between it's got me excited about the franchise again which I saw you tweet that and I'm excited uh but I think between the you know the space that they've been able to give themselves on the DLC that was developed by a second interior team of younger talent and they have this you know remake now being outsourced like they're giving themselves like a nice like two-year buffer that they didn't used to have to work on a new game and i think you can see that right that this is not you know pokemon legends Arceus is not just the next generation it's not just yeah it, it really feels like a breath of the wild moment uh it really feels like we've gone back to the drawing board we've yeah. listened to what people really wanted and we started from scratch rather than here's pokemon again here's another hundred new same. pokemon and eight generators yeah, and and, and I know that's maybe, um, you know, not giving them enough credit because I know they did do a lot of hard work on, on Sword and Shield, especially in the open world areas. Yeah. And that was where most reviewers said, this is this is fantastic. We love the open world stuff. We just wish there was more of it. Yeah. And I think you were the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. I My whole review was about how this was a, this game felt like a giant leap forward for Pokemon and that like it's not the game I want, but it feels like it's getting there. You know, it feels like it's building to the game that I want. Um, and I have hope, mm -hmm. hopes that, that Legends Arceus is that game in a lot of ways. Um, this is the most optimistic I felt about the franchise in a long time. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to call out that I think a lot of people, um, like unless you're like big in Pokemon, you might not have like clocked this, was that they said that um, Junichi Masuda is going to be working with Ilka as as the director for um, for. The Diamond and Pearl remakes. I still don't have the adjectives uh, memorized yet, but um, so he'll be working on that rather than leading uh, the Arceus team. And I think that's really important. Masuda is. I love Masuda. He is so pivotal to Pokemon. He, you know, was the composer on the original games. He's been a director on several. I respect where it's due, right? But I also think that like Pokemon needs new blood desperately. And they need to get away from the same conventions, the same shit over and over and over again. That it's just diminishing returns. And, like, I think Masuda getting to focus on one of the retro titles that is going to still adhere to that formula, great, fine, let him do that. And then we can let, you know, some of the new blood try to do something else. And, like, that's exciting for sure. So do we have any other questions on, on those two or are we good to move on? Nope, nothing else on uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining, Shining Pearl. Brilliant. It's going to be a brilliant <laughs> a brilliant game. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's jump into the, the main event, really, right? So um, upon getting the confirmation that, you know, Game Freak was, in fact, not working on this game and that, 
you know, um, they had something in development, uh, we got our first look at it, right? Also, want to point out, this gives me the first correct one of my predictions on our direct predictions. Does it really? Yeah, of our 2021 predictions. So we'll have to we'll have to do a review of it on the main show this week because yeah. uh, I, I got some points now, um, which is great. Okay. I'm afraid yeah. one of my other ones is confirmed not real now, but we'll see. <laughs> I think I lost a point and gained a point. Um, but yeah, so I think... For me, with Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, obviously exciting, right? Like, this is this is a game that checks a lot of boxes that I think a lot of Pokemon fans have been asking for for a long time. It's open world. Uh, you made the comparison to Breath of the Wild. Uh, the design docs make a comparison to Breath of the Wild. You can see it, right? Like, the first shot of it is they show the Mount, um, Mount Sinnoh. Like, oh, that's not what it's called. Doesn't matter. The Mountain. Uh, off in the distance, and then they zoom out and show you the whole map, right? And there's mm -hmm. all these shots of the trainers running through the environments, uh, throwing Pokeballs at Pokemon, like, in real time in right. the overworld. that was so cool. The fact that you can just, like, sneak through grass and mm -hmm. just catch a Pokemon without having to enter a battle. I loved that. Absolutely loved that. And that's what I meant when I said... I don't necessarily feel like I need a let's go anymore. Like I can get that sense of exploration yeah. and just running around and catching Pokemon without a let's go. And if I want to then jump into battles, that functionality is here too. And what's cool about it is it seems like that's the point of the game. And that was one of the things that stood out to me is like, rather than it being a game about completing a gym challenge and exploring the region, and there's some side story that happens. It's like, they said that this game is about you building out the decks and that you use that town as your home base so i got the impression that you're going to be at the home base and constantly going out and running to other parts of the map to catch other pokemon and maybe Me do too. mini missions and and stuff like that but it'll be way way less centralized it'll be a more decentralized kind of experience where you can maybe take it at your own pace go in different directions that like you and i could start the game and i run north and you run south you know and we figure out what the differences are um that's kind of the yeah, vibe so this, I'm getting. this is like it's set in a different timeline, right? It's set in the past because they said yes. that you're going to build out Sinnoh's first ever Pokedex. So you're kind of arrived there and you're building out the I think they said it was one. the first ever Pokedex, period. Okay, so it's it, before anyone has ever like put a together an encyclopedia of Pokemon. Yes. Which is, that's really cool. And I, and I think you're right. I could see you going back to town, picking up some missions off of a, off of a, a message board or something, or talking to someone and they're like, oh, I've heard there's a, I don't know, a Pikachu or whatever at such and such point. And it, maybe it's a rare Pokemon and you can then go and you can find it and you have to hunt it, do like a, an actual quest storyline, or maybe have to pick up pieces for pe someone to give you access to uh, another pokemon there's so many possibilities they could do with it like so many side quests and i i just love that sense of exploration in breath of the wild yeah. and to have it in another franchise and another game where it fits so well the fact that you could like go to a mountain and there would be specific pokemon that fit that biodome mm -hmm. and and it's like that makes so much sense you know I, oh I, I really need to pick up a a rock Pokemon. Well, I'm going to go to that area. I need to pick up a grass Pokemon. Well, I can see over there that that would be where the grass Pokemon would be. Or you could like look at a map, right? And you're like, oh, there's a body of water over here. I'll go get some water Pokemon there and yeah, see what's exactly. there. You know, fill it in yourself. Um, that is super exciting to me. Like that is what I've always wanted for Pokemon. And it's something I've talked about like ad nauseum on our show, right? Is like 
po- I think Pokemon has really been stuck. It, it, it like has been facing the same problem that Zelda had after Ocarina of Time. And you know, I, I know the Ocarina or the Breath of the Wild comparison is like tired at this point, but like I think it's so apt because of that because. Pokemon is has been so focused on chasing the eight gyms and a hundred new Pokemon and finish the decks and like that's to me like not what was appealing about it in the first place like those things were cool and they were features and fixtures of the world but what I what made me fall in love with Pokemon was exploring was discovering things was getting to a new area and being like what Pokemon are going to be here and you know like what is my Pokemon going to evolve into and you know having those moments where you feel like you're on an adventure and that it's dangerous and it's perilous and it's you and your Pokemon against this challenge and that you need to overcome this adventure with your wits you know and with the strength of your team and the bond that you guys have like that's what Pokemon should be about. That's what it should feel like. The last two games have been fucking field trips where you have a chaperone carting you around and, you know, and it's boring. It's not, it's not exciting. That's not an adventure. That's a fucking school trip with a permission slip, you know? And this is decidedly not that. And, and add on the fact that it is in the past. We've never had a Pokemon game in the past before. We've only ever, like, really alluded to the past. There's so many things about the history of this universe that have never been explored, never been discussed. That's really exciting. That's novel. And something that I didn't even think about until I was talking about it with uh, with Mike afterwards is that there's new, no new Pokemon. This is a brand new AAA mainline entry Pokemon game, the next Pokemon game by Game Freak, and there's no new Pokemon, no new decks. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's smart. That's what they should do. Like, focus on it being a single-player experience that has something new to offer rather than just checking the same boxes, you know? And then and then I the next game comes and... One... Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I wonder if that's one of the driving forces before by for them setting it in the past. It was like, we've got to make a new Pokemon game, but we want to, like, change everything up and we want to do this open-world thing that everyone's been asking for. But... we can't do it we have to make like 100 new pokemon there's no way we can do two things at once plus the 800 that already exist need to be brought in you know so this makes so much sense i did i did want to touch on a um like an interview i think it was masuda that said it where he was interviewed about an open world pokemon though and said he doesn't feel it fits for the franchise and i would love to know if that's part of why he's not directing it (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, something I thought was interesting too. Um, Trendy Brendy, one of our Patreon supporters, he uh, replied to my my thread about it. I was like tweeting after I finally watched it, and I had said I've seen people commenting about online, but I didn't see anything in the presentation about that. Would love to see some clarification here. And he said the Japanese site lists details about the games and notes that Legends is an offline single player game, so you can look at it. And he he did a screenshot side by side here. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl for number of players. It says one person, competition slash exchange, etc. And then two to four people. For number of players for Legends Arceus, it just says one. So that would mean like no battles, no, like none of the, the... Multiplayer That's what I suite. want. Like, uh, you've got that sense of I'm alone in this world. I'm the only person that is able and capable of carving out this brand new Pokedex, this thing that the world has never seen before and finding right. and uncovering all of these awesome new creatures that people haven't seen before. 
because it seems like from the trailer you're new to the area and and i think it sounds like everyone is that it's kind of like like, um it's like a new town that's formed in Sinnoh, and you're in the village and everyone's just moved in there but you're going out and you're exploring as an adventurer yeah and i love that concept i think that's so cool I think that's so exciting, and, like, it, it gets you back to the place in, like, the earlier games, I feel like, where, um, at least maybe, right? I have to see it in context, right? Because if, if they have you show up and you're like, you're a motherfucking badass, you're the chosen one, it's the same thing or whatever. But, like, I like how in the original games and, like, the first few, uh, you don't feel like you're special. You're just, like, a person, and you happen to be good, so you happen to become important. R- whereas, like... In Sword and Shield, I remember feeling like it's, like, the first time that someone, they're like, oh, yeah, this kid's going to be something. It's like, I don't, don't tell me that. Like, let me feel like I'm on a journey and I'm becoming a badass, you know? Um, Yeah, so, like, that's exciting. The whole it being in the past thing, super novel, like, I'm really into that. Uh, the starter selection, I also really thought was cool. So, every one of the starter, yeah. every one of the starter Pokemon is from a different generation. Um, okay. Cyndaquil. Well, Chewy, Chewy wanted to know who your favorite one was. Of those three? Cyndaquil. Yeah, his is favorite. That's, that's Chewy's favorite. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows. I love Cyndaquil. I, uh, why, I, why though? Like, why, like, what makes it special? I just think he's really cute. And uh, Typhlosion, his final form, is basically just a badger with, like, a flaming mane. And I, he's awesome. I don't know. I just like him a lot. It's this one, I know. Rowlet, Rowlet is a close second, though, of those three. I love Rowlet, and he was the first uh, starter I ever, the first non-water starter that I chose, because uh, I liked him so much, and I don't like no, Oshawott. Oshawott's, like, the like only water-type starter that I don't really like. <laughs> no, I don't like Oshawott. So I would, it would have been great if it was anyone else. I would have loved if it was, like, Mudkip, but oh well. I, I've got a hatred of owls after playing Ocarina. So oh, uh, he's so cute, though. Look at him; he's a little buddy. <laughs> so I think it would be Cyndaquil. <laughs> I'm really glad that they got away from Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle, though. Love those guys; they are the OGs. But like, God, do like I was so surprised that Charmander is in one of these three picks. You know? Yeah, me too. Actually, glad, glad to see it. Um. So then, I'm I'm just trying to like make sure I'm like touching on everything because there's so much. Uh, okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was the release date. I've seen some concern about that as well. Um, they said that the plan is early 2022. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I think it makes sense. I think it's sensible, and I really hope it aligns with a new switch. I I, I like. Uh, I. Don't see why they would release the Gen 4 remakes around the same time as a brand new fresh Pokemon. And it kind of feels like it's even still pretty close because I would imagine the Gen 4 remakes coming in 2021 is October, November time. Yeah. And then early 2022, I'm actually going to guess is around March next year because otherwise it just feels too close to me. Yeah, I could Pokemon s- games releasing within like three months of each other. Yeah, and there have been Pokemon games that come out in September. Like that could be the case. So I don't know, but I I would. People's be- concerns about it is it the fact that it's the it's the twenty fifth anniversary and we're not getting a mainline Pokemon. No, I think I think that it's too soon. Um. Oh, so people are concerned that it's not gonna happen, or that it's not gonna be good enough. 
like that it's not going to have enough polish, you know? Like I, I've seen people being like, oh, yeah, like I was excited about it until they said 2022, and now it's like, uh-oh. I don't know. Like The only thing I could see is maybe it doesn't have the full roster of Pokemon. It won't. I don't think it will at all. Um, that's just me. I think it's going to have the Sinnoh Pokedex, which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, Rowlet and Oshawott are not in that deck, so who's to say? But, um... Oh, wait, no. Oshawott is in that deck, right? No, Oshawott's Gen 5. Sorry, I'm getting in my head. Um, I think... I think it's it's worth pointing out that this game is has been in development for a while, right? Mm -hmm. So like, Pokemon Sword and Shield came out in uh, it was November fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, so late yeah. twenty nineteen, right? So assume assume that pre production starts right then or had already started at some oh, capacity way before that, right? Like from from speaking to Pixel before their localization. Um, period is about six months so it takes six months to localize that game so they finished it around six months before it was released so take it there right so say pre-production on that game starts mid 2019 right maybe it goes through about six months of pre-production that means it's been in development now for about a full year it would have another full year of development after that that's not crazy like a lot of AAA games are built on a two to three year development cycle pokemon is built on one shorter than that usually yeah, I mean, I could see the pre-production started even prior to that. You know, Possibly. you're wrapping up the game. Because it does, when you say that, it does seem like a very short period of time to build something that's totally fresh and new. But then they also released that other game that wasn't Pokemon. I can't remember the name of it, but you did the you, you uh, Little Town Hero. Yeah, and that kind of feels teams. like maybe they were experimenting a little bit for some of this stuff. Well, and worth pointing out, right? <clears throat> they have that secondary team that did the DLC while they were working on this and that secondary team was ex experimenting with open world environments in both of those DLCs that technology and the things that they learned from that are absolutely going to be applied to this game you know like yeah they're not starting from scratch a lot of the systems that are going to be in play in this game have been experimented with in Sword and Shield you know and i bet you they're going to build on that engine so like there's there's a good amount of groundwork that's probably been laid already and i mean who's to say right they said early 2022 to maybe it gets delayed like with this freedom that they're giving themselves i think the idea of a, of a pokemon game actually seeing a delay for the first time in like i don't know 15 years uh is probably possible mm -hmm. i think for me i just hope they take their time you know i just want to see i want to see this game be what it can be and what we know it can be um and not feel rushed out and, yeah and, and i'm always okay for a game to be delayed yeah. But when you've put that early 2022 date on it, it's probably there for a reason. And I would imagine it's to hit that financial year. Um, it's possible, but I think there's also an argument to be made that, like, Nintendo's delayed important games out of financial windows before. They did or, that with or Animal Crossing. Be, I mean, but with Pokemon, there's also the other aspects of, is there going to be an anime that goes with this? Is there going to be merchandising that goes with this? We talked and about all of that. They have decentralized together. those things from the, the game uh, releases, though, a little bit. So maybe that's... But I could so see that something hits with Pokemon Legends is a brand new thing. They yeah. want to get it out of the gate. And and getting an anime up of someone building the first ever Pokedex is going to be something fresh. Yeah. And then it gets people excited and they go, go buy the game. They could always have that come out before the game, though. I don't know. Yeah. I, you're right. Those things are all... They're all reasonable concerns. They're all things that we have to grapple with as fans. But 
I think, I think the, I said it before. This is the most optimistic I felt about the series in a long time. Um, this this feels like they're actually trying to do something new. They're trying to take a step forward. They're trying to do something that's like fresh and that is going to breathe new life into the franchise, but without removing the things that are important. Right? They showed off the turn based battle system is still there. That was the first thing that I saw that got that scared me of like, oh my god, is this going to be a fucking action RPG? Like, I don't want that. It's not that. So for me, like, if this hits and it's right, this is what I wanted from Pokemon for years. And if this is the, the, the path forward, that feels good. And I'm still cautiously optimistic. Pokemon has disappointed me more than anything else that I love in my life, I think. <laughs> uh, and it's because I love it so much that it has the capability to, dis- to disappoint me as much as it can. Um, but that said... Even the worst Pokemon games have had good things and have had good things to offer for the franchise. So seeing that they're really trying to to reinvent the wheel here for the first time since they made the damn games, I'm excited to see that. And I hope it materializes into what we all want it to be and what we know it can be. Because I love Pokemon and I will always love Pokemon. If there was never another good Pokemon game again, I'd have love for it in my heart just because of what it's meant to me growing up and over the years. But it as a franchise has more potential than so many other IP just because of what you can do with it, how much you can do with it, how many characters there are. There's a Pokemon for everybody. There's a game for everybody. And the fact that like it's it feels like maybe they're starting to see that spending the time to really dig in and make a good game is worthwhile and that mm-hmm. the machine of Pokemon can continue without being linchpinned to games on these super tight development cycles is all I've ever really wanted. So fingers crossed, man. Yeah. I, I'm really happy for you. Um, and before we move on to some more questions from the mail part, I just want to bring up this one from friend of the show, Sierra Plus Ultra, who said, uh, regarding Legends Arceus, what kind of impact do you think or don't think that a Pokemon game dedicated to being entirely open world would have on the franchise going forward? I think potentially huge. Um, it, it's interesting because, like, with Pokemon, it's already a huge seller. So I have I I have a hard time identifying what I think the numbers on this game would actually be, right? Because, like, you look at, like, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was such a big fucking deal for Zelda, not only because it rethought the conventions and everything. It made Zelda relevant again in a way it hadn't been since, I don't know, Twilight Princess, I guess. Um, but even then, that wasn't, like, the biggest seller, was it? You no. Know? And you can see, even with Pokemon, like, the the sales diminishing year on year and maybe it 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 went back up when it came to the switch but the handheld games were constantly on a downward spiral yeah but like even so it's like you're when you're going down from like 12 million copies it's like you know what i mean like it's 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 tough yeah, to- and also you got to equate the fact that yeah maybe it went down from 12 million copies but sword and shield was a 60 dollar game plus DLC and people and it sold that. better so yeah so that, mm-hmm. that game printed money um so that's the thing right is like this game I think has a chance to 
win back a lot of old fans, bring a lot of older players uh, who have nostalgia but that have fallen off, maybe back into the mix. It will appeal to younger players, I think. So yeah, I think it has a real chance to cast a wider net and and maybe be bigger and better than the, the recent entries in the franchise. And I think if that's the case, you'll you'll see a huge shift because Pokemon's super reactionary. So if this game sells twice as well, you can guarantee that we'll see a Pokemon Legends... Johto, Kanto, whatever, right? Like, and you'll see them run this franchise into the ground the same way that they did the mainline stuff, and then they'll bring that back, and you know. So yeah, I, I, if if this hits, I think it'll make a big difference for sure. You'll see more of this yeah. game. And I kind of feel like they're being a little bit cautious with the naming. The fact that this isn't just Pokemon, whatever it's yeah. Pokemon Legends, and then a name. It's it's cool that it's only it's one game like... too. I didn't even think about that until yeah. you just said that. I know. Yeah, I thought I, I, that was my instincts. Was could this just be Pokemon Legends? We get Arceus, and we add on to it, keep adding to it until it becomes one game. I actually don't think they would do that. It would be great if they did. It would be amazing if you could just explore the whole of the Pokemon universe in one game, and it gets to the size of like Call of Duty at one point. See, I, um, I don't want that though. Like, I, I, I think that's a thing that people always talk about, and it's like, I don't know. Like, unless it was an MMO, but I don't really want an MMO. I don't like MMOs. I would rather them just do this game in different regions and give it the same level of care, you know, and, like, keep mm-hmm. building on the engine and, and you know, um, offering more things to do and, and better side quests and better side characters and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, the Treat way like I a real RPG, was. you know? <laughs> the, the, way, the way I read it was that they are going to tell different stories of these legends that maybe are in the lore for other games mm-hmm. and we'll go back and we'll hear about them. And I, and I quite like that. Uh, but I really hope that this open world stuff is the future of Pokemon. I really do. Or, or at least part of it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we got a few unrelated questions while well, related to Pokemon. Um, Hit me. Zaid said, not really a question, but more of a cool throwback. My very first question I ever emailed Pete or uh, more so was my thoughts um, was, oh, sorry, or more. So my thoughts was I wanted to see a grittier tone and a more open world game like Breath of the Wild for the shift in change in Pokemon. Well, I feel like initial trailer, I've got half of that. I actually think that you've kind of got all of that. I kind of feel like this does have a bit of a, a, bit of a grittier tone to it as well as Breath of the Wild style. Yeah. It's not necessarily adult Pokemon. It's still right. got the very, like, anime eyes and stuff. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it gritty, but like you look at it and it, it definitely looks more like it looks it looks less like the kind of thing I was describing being a problem in xy sun moon and sword and shield where it's like okay chaperone hold my hand while we get on the boat so we can ride to the next island you know like it it feels (laughs) like it's going to be a lot more like hey like you're a badass adventurer like go explore the island and come back and bring us information and and resources and build out the town and man wow that really is like a little town hero in some ways huh Mm -hmm. fuck this game's gonna be cool man um yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not. Really it's not. It's not exactly what you pitched, Zade, but it's definitely a step in that direction. Yeah, at least for the. I, I know. I'm really happy about. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Next, Wakahulu said, um, do you remember the hype when Pokemon was this big new phenomenon? I remember everyone at my school around 1999 being obsessed over the cards, trading creatures before and after school, and running home to watch the new episode of the anime. Now, I actually do remember this. Yeah. It wasn't we rushed home to watch the new episode of the anime. We woke up early so we could watch Pokemon before we went to school. Like, it got to the point where we wanted to wake up so we yeah. could watch Pokemon. Uh, and then my sister had this whole, like, binder full of Pokemon cards that she'd been collecting. And she gave them to me. She was like, I'm too old. I'm a teenager. I don't give a shit about any of this stuff. Yeah. And I remember thinking it was, like, the coolest fucking thing. Um, and then I feel like this comes in waves. Like, we also had that hype around Pokemon Go when everyone was just playing it. And I really hope we get that feel again because I do like it when everyone's just, like, drawn to one piece of media. It's yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, man, I, I, I could never forget it, you know? that That is uh, one of the most significant chapters of my, my childhood, you know? Um, I loved Pokemon. I played Pokemon like it was my job. Um, and, like, I, I watched the anime every Saturday. I used to watch it before I went to school. I would wake up at 7 in the morning and watch Pokemon, Beyblades, and Monster Rancher before I went to school. Uh, I collected all the cards up until gen three i had the marbles i had bed sheets i had all of the manga i had the those little red vhs tapes of the entire uh original kanto run um yeah man like that was that was it uh and i i was at like you know we were at just the right age for that i think um, I met my, my childhood best friend. We connected because we both liked Pokemon. I was like the new kid That's at so school cool. and like, I was like trying to make friends and whatever. And like we connected because I was wearing a Pokemon shirt one day, you know, like that was it. S still friends. Yeah. Oh man. You guys were allowed to wear normal clothes to school. Yeah. Uniforms. Nah, that's what, that's only for private school kids. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I mean, shit, I've got, this is one of my original Tomy figures right here on my desk. Like. Yeah, man. That's so cool. Pokemon born and bred. <laughs> and then a uh, final question from uh, Chris Brandrick, who will be on the show very soon. Uh, which Pokemon would you have wanted to spend the entire pandemic locked up with? Oh, great question. Great question. So it's like, do you go with a Pokemon that you like the best or that is going to have some value to you while in the pandemic is my yeah. Cause like, do I get to keep this Pokemon after? Qu I'm asking you, Steve. He can't answer these no, you're questions. No, lo you're locked up. You're like in a you sit. You were in a place, and it was like we've well, got to. You've got to lock down. You got to, you know, shelter in place. Uh huh. You're with this Pokemon, and then after that, you go back to normal. So I don't get to keep the Pokemon afterwards. No, we're just hanging out for a short period of time. Yeah, you're just spending the lockdown together. Hmm. So like a few months together. I feel like you. My, I, I was about to say like a Snorlax would be good because he's like nice. I was and, thinking a Snorlax, but because man, you can just have a card a lot. He'd eat you out of house and home though if he woke up though is the problem. <laughs> how, like, how? Well, <laughs> I would hope that he would just hibernate the entire time the and thing. they wouldn't have to deal with it. You yeah, know, you just put him in a room and that's it. It's like, well, no real effort. I just can't go in my office for the next six months. That's pretty, and like that's probably what would happen because I think he he sleeps for like months at a time. But, like, if he wakes up, he's devouring all the food in your house and you're done. Like, you know, <laughs> so I don't know. That's a gamble. Is there, it, is there a Pokemon who's just, like, really obsessed with cleaning things? Because I could do if someone's doing that. Yeah, Mr. Work. Mime. The Mr. Mime in, uh, in the anime that Ash's mom ends up having. He's a maid. 
Okay, I can, I, I'm happy with that, but he scares the fuck out of me. He is creepy. Really fucking creepy. Especially in the movie. Um, <laughs> hmm. So then I was thinking, like, maybe, like, drowsy or hypno, so that, like, when, I, when I'm having trouble sleeping, he could hypnotize oh. you. Or could he just hypnotize you into thinking that this was all normal, you know? And then could he, like, wipe your brain of 2020 and just pretend maybe. that didn't happen? Jigglypuff similarly would be good for that, right? Just no, see, I was thinking I don't want Jigglypuff. Like, I was thinking, what's the inverse of this Jigglypuff? I don't want to be just sung to sleep and then wake drawing up. Drawing your face like, and everything. Drawings on my face. Yeah. And then I'll have no idea and I'll go into like a school for work and I'll just have like marker pen on my face. You know what would actually maybe be a good one though is like Mewtwo. Like Mewtwo can speak English. So like I could just like kick it with him. Just be like, yo, dude, you want to play some video games? And he'd be like, yeah. Like, the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. I'm like, yeah, no, I got it, bro. We're cool. Here's a video game. Let's play. And I feel like I'd treat him nicely, you know? So I'd be like, hey, man, like, we're boys, right? Like, we're cool, me too. I feel like I can level with you like this. Yeah, but what if he just, like, decides to flip on you and just, you know, just go for you? It's a gamble you got to take. I mean, to be fair, but couldn't that happen with you? You're inviting a wild animal into your house. Any Pokemon could turn on you and kill you. But then, you know, that's problematic of the series in general. You're letting small children play with these, like, wild beasts and hey, battle man. them. You think about it, it's a bit problematic. You know, can you imagine if this was just a... Like, replace all the Pokemon with dogs. Yeah, it's cockfighting. just, like, training up fucking dog fighting. Like, this is horrendous. Yeah, it's not good. I never really thought about that. You gotta suspend your disbelief, okay? You sound like my dad trying to talk to me about this in 1999, and I'm like, listen, Dad, they're your friends. That's not how it works. (laughs) And he's like, oh, so it's your best friend, and you're gonna stick them in a ball and never let them come out unless they have to fight. Well, I do that with a hamster. That's not how it works, all right? Listen, I won't take that slander. Uh, okay, my answer is going to be a Squirtle because Squirtle is the best Pokemon ever and we'd become buddies and then he would live with me forever. And I wouldn't evolve him because Blastoise is probably just going to take up a little too much space. You know? A little bit, yeah. He's not yeah. that big, though. He's only like... He's only, it's the funny thing about those starters. You think of them as being a lot bigger than they are. Charizard's like not even six feet tall. Like Charizard's shorter than like a lot of people. I thought... Oh, really? Yeah. Pokemon no, heights, massive. Pokemon heights and weights are fucking nonsense. Is the takeaway? Anyway, um, we're gonna wrap it there because we're not talking about the direct anymore. We're just talking about Pokemon now. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys for joining us here on this extra special episode of the podcast. If you are new here, of course, the podcast posts every Monday. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, we talk about everything that's going on in the world of Nintendo and video games. Uh, so tune in this week, and we, where we will be completing our uh, Ring Fit February challenge, along with our Pal Chewy plays, uh, and a bunch of other stuff that I'm sure we'll be talking about. So, um, yeah, go check it out. Subscribe to the channel. Like it. Share it with a friend. All that stuff. Um, we've also got a Patreon. You can go get an extra show called After Dark. All kinds. We do all kinds of stuff if this is your first time here. If you're from the regular crew, thanks. We'll see you for the next one. <laughs> Take it easy. My messiest intro and outro ever. <laughs> <laughs>